Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Shall we pray? Father, thank you for an opportunity to preach your word today. We ask for the spirit of humility in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. You may be seated. Well, I shall not want. Amen. I uh, was preaching in Reverend Sion's church, ICC. Yeah, ICC. Um, so we're running a little over time today, but I believe that we can endure, not endure, but bear an extra 20 minutes on a Sunday. Can we do that for the Lord? All right. So have a good attitude. Tell the person next to you, have a good attitude. Please have a good attitude this afternoon. Have a good attitude. Amen. All right. Now, I shall not want. Amen. Psalm 23, verse 1. Right? What does it say? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Amen. I'm just sharing for a few minutes. Uh, let's turn to Deuteronomy chapter uh, 8, verse 18. Now, this section of I shall not want is, we shall not want because of the anointing for wealth. Amen. And I am sharing about the anointing for wealth because I believe that a time is going to come when you are going to experience great wealth. So stick around with me and stay around in the church. Don't go anywhere. In whatever state you are, you get it? Wherever you are in life today, just be patient. Just stay around. I'm feeding you. The Bible says that my word so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that thing whereunto I sent it. Amen. Amen. So God's word will have an effect on your life. There is no way that you're going to keep sitting and hearing, I shall not want, I shall not want, I shall not want, I shall, and then you, you, will, you, you will not want in life. No, or you will want in life. No, you shall not want. Can I have an amen? Can I have a better amen? So now we are looking at the next section of why we shall not want. And the reason why we shall not want in this particular section is the reason because of the anointing for wealth. Now there is an anointing for wealth. In other words, there is a supernatural, spiritual something upon people's lives that makes them wealthy. Do you understand what I'm saying? And that spiritual thing, something that is upon people's lives, are you listening to me? Is something that if it is upon your life, you will find yourself prospering. Okay? Now, I am just trying to explain a little of how that anointing for wealth works. Amen. Are you listening to me? Oh, All right, Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse number 18. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God 
for what? For it is he that giveth thee power to get poverty. For it is he that giveth thee power to get debts. Problems, financial crisis, hippic, hippicization. He is the one who gives us the power. Who has given us hippic? NDC has given us hippic for 20 years under the leadership of NDC, PNDC. We have been led to become one of the highly indebted poor countries of the world. That is, I mean, there's no mystery about that. But God does not give us hippic. He says he gives us the power to get wealth. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. We've been led into more poverty. You know, when I, when, if next time you go to South Africa, you will understand what I'm saying. Tell the person that next time you go to South Africa, you will understand what Bishop is saying. You know, sometimes there are some people, when they travel and they come, they say, we now understand what you, you've been talking about. There is, no, there is nowhere like the places that we, we, we see most. There's nowhere like that. Nowhere. Davida. Inke Davida. There is nowhere. It's wonderful. But I believe that God has his supernatural ability and power to give us wealth. And I believe that as I follow the Lord, he is going to make me blessed and wealthy. Amen. And I'm not going to have any needs as I serve the Lord. And I have found the Lord to be true. Hey man, I've been following the Lord all these years. Those of you who knew me way back when I was in school, Lady Pastor Kenke who know me, she used to come and sit at the back there. All those years when we were in school, and I've been around, and the Lord has blessed, and the Lord has, has blessed us. Amen. And we've gone from one stage to another, to another, to another, to another. And I believe that the Lord is taking us further, and we shall not want, because he's kind, He is good. And I'm just saying that, look, we are not in a hurry. Anybody who is in a hurry to be wealthy is a bad person. Stage one. Stage two, you will do bad things. So a bad person who is doing bad things, stage three is what? A fast track court. You get what I'm saying? And then stage four is what? Asha fought and then it's a one prison. <laughs> and mosquitoes will be biting you. <laughs> so, so don't be in a hurry. You get what I'm saying? There is no rush to become super wealth. And also, they, when I say wealthy, or the Lord is the one who gives the power to get wealth, we are talking about having sufficiency in all things. You don't need too much money to be okay in this life. I'm telling you. You can have, somebody said, I've got 17 toilets and bathrooms, and you've got 16, he's got 16 bedrooms. Now, how many toilets can you sit on? Even if you do, uh, what do you call it? What is that? Uh, Musical chairs. Even if you play musical chairs with your 17 toilets, and when, once you stop here, then you stop here, then you stop here, and you stop here, it, it will take you three weeks. Uh, how many times do you go every day? It will take you about two weeks, 17 days, before you go around all your musical toilets. <laughs> you sit on this one, then you go, you can't. How many beds can you sleep on? How many beds? And even your bed, if your bed is very big. I once heard somebody discussing how big his bed was and how big somebody else's bed was. And he would say, this one's bed is bigger than my bed. And then, what is the size of bed? When you lie down, it's at one place from here to here. That is where you sleep. Are you a fish? Do you swim on your bed? <laughs> so just the small space that you have, it's all that you need. 
So God gives us happiness, wealth, blessing, joy. Hey man, if you have a little and you have joy therein, and that's why I often say that many people who are in Ghana are happier than many people who are in certain places. Next time you go to America, ask them whether they are happier than you. Tell the person next to you, next time you go to America, ask them whether they are happier than you. <laughs> I see you going to America and coming and going and coming. White man cannot keep you where you, you will go where you want to go in the name of Jesus. If you want to travel, you will travel. Do you believe it? Yeah. So I'm saying, relax. Let's be in the thing together. It's not something you must become rich by tomorrow. Next week you have to be driving this car. And there's nothing like that. There's nothing like that. You just stay stable, working for the Lord, doing your best, and the Lord will give you enough and you'll be surprised. He will give you more than enough so that you can even give some away. Amen. Alright, now, notice, because I'm preaching for just 10 minutes today. Today is very short. It says, what? But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee the what? The power to get well. Now, I'm giving you four ways through which the anointing for uh, wealth works. Okay? Way number one is through the grace of what? Giving. Huh? The grace to be able to give. Now, let me tell you something. Not everybody has the grace of giving. Not everybody has the grace of giving. In fact, after having certain people as church members for about 10 years, I almost know some people who have a grace for giving and people who don't have the ability to give. I remember recently, you know, during my birthday, some people sent me some cards. And one of our churches somewhere, some people sent the cards. And I, I got a card uh, from a brother who has been in our church for about what, 10, 11 years, many years he's been around, and as I was opening the card, I, I said to myself because some people may put some uh, 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 gift or something in the card maybe 5,000 CDs, something in the card whatever, so as I opened the card, I said, this person eh, since the church began, as I've been pastoring him, he has never opened his palm to take 5,000 CDs and say, my pastor, I want to bless you. And I said that I would be very, very surprised if he, the grace of giving has affected him by now. And when I opened the card, lo and behold, the grace of giving had not affected him. <laughs> it's a wonderful thing. And you, you will see, and no, 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 not that he's not blessed. I say I knew him when he had nothing. Today, if I call that brother today and I say, give five million CDs now, cash, he can do it. Without thinking. If I ask him to give 10 million CDs, even 20 million CDs, cash today, he can do it. I knew him when he didn't have more than 5,000 CDs to give. But, you see, and as I look at him, I realize that, you see, there, there, there is something called the grace to be able to give. The, the anointing for wealth works through the grace of giving. Where I went to preach just now. As soon as I sat on the Lord, told me, give some amount of money to the church. I didn't announce it or I didn't even tell the pastor. But the Lord, Lord already told me. All the time as I walk along, the Lord keeps on telling me things to give. Oh yeah! It's because it does the anointing for wealth. Anointing for wealth is the grace for giving. 
God tells people who he has planned to make rich and prosperous to give, to give, to give. It will occur to you because of the anointing for wealth that is on your life. It will occur to you to give. And God will say, give, give. And he will even tell you to give big things. <laughs> I said, he will tell you to give big things. <laughs> but if the anointing for wealth is not on you, number one, you won't give. Number two, it will not occur to you to give. Number three, no matter how they push and pull, Ember. Thank you. Ember. Because the grace for giving. And you see, the reason why I'm saying, the reason why I gave that example is because I'm looking at an example of somebody who did not have and then who has. No, I'm saying I'm the same pastor of the person. I don't want to describe the poverty of the person. I don't want to describe the room that he used to live in. I don't want to describe the house that he used to be in. I don't want to describe the time that he did not have even a car or even a bicycle. I don't want to describe the place that he came from or where he is coming from to where he is today. But you see, that grace, and as, even though he has the potential to be blessed, there is a certain deficiency. And I tell you, when that grace or anointing for wealth is on your life, it keeps occurring to you. Look, over this weekend, eh, the amount of things that God has impressed on my heart to give to other churches and even pastors and ministers, it's, it's amazing. It just keeps coming to me. Do this, do this, do this, do this. The amount of things that God impresses on me is because of the anointing for wealth. How many want that anointing for wealth? If the anointing for wealth is on you, you will look at the best shoes in your wardrobe. Perhaps even the only other one, you got two. One is good and one is not good. And the anointing of what is upon your life will tell you. <laughs> give, 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 give it away. If the anointing for poverty is on you, it will never, even in the furthest thoughts, it will never occur to you. You see, anointing brings, a spirit brings thoughts. How do I know? When Satan was tempting Jesus in the wilderness, what was happening? Jesus was thinking. He thought, if you can turn stones into bread. He thought, if you can cast your suggestions. Suggestions are the effect of a spirit. That is why when people are mad, you know, the sign of madness, one of the cardinal symptoms of madness, apart from paranoid delusions, is auditory hallucinations. When you hear people talking to you and accusing you and telling you things and accusing you and talking to you and telling you things like that, you, you are hearing, you know, and this is, this is a classic when you hear that symptom, you are looking at schizophrenia, madness. And you will find out that, are you listening to me? That when a spirit is upon you, it makes you think in a certain way. 
When there's an anointing on a preacher, it makes him preach in a certain way, talk in a certain way, minister. It makes him say certain things. Bible says, I pour out my spirit and they shall prophesy. The prophecy is the words that are coming forth under the inspiration. It brings thoughts and those thoughts bring the words. So because of the anointing of my life, I may meet with you and I may say to you this and that. Or I may say to you, you are blessed. Or I may say this. But it's because of the anointing of the Lord on my life for you to be a blessing to you. So don't take lightly the things that are coming because the, the words, the first, the thoughts, and then the words are inspired by the Holy Spirit. Same way, when the anointing of wealth is on you, the thoughts that come to you are thoughts to give. And I'll tell you, it may sound difficult to you, but it's real. And if the anointing for wealth is on your life and you discuss a lot of those things, with people. Brother, when you have the committee meeting, they, those with anointing for poverty will tell you, listen, if you give this thing, eh, it's going to cause this problem and that problem and that problem. They will tell you why, 17 reasons why you mustn't do it. And if you do it, people will think this and people will think that. And this is what it means. And this is what that. They will think this and they will have this idea. And you don't have to let people have that idea. And this and that and that. All sorts of thoughts. Most of my giving. I don't discuss with anybody. I don't even discuss with my wife. I'm not saying you shouldn't discuss things with your wife. Your wife is very important for you to discuss everything with. But then I'm, and I believe the husband and wife should have, your wife should have a money, you to have your money. If my wife wants to give, she can give. If I want to give, I can also give. There are some people who have one account. So it's like anything we are going to give must be a committee before a giving can happen. Before you married, were you not individuals? And after you married, are you not individuals? The day you die, will you die together? It's not likely you will die together. You will stand before the throne alone. An account alone. How come now everything that the Lord leads you, it's a committee? I believe there's a certain anointing in my life that makes me, it makes it okay to me. Once I was in my house, and my wife said to me, I think I told her about something that I wanted us as a church to give. And she said to me, I thought yesterday that you would think of this thing. Uh-huh. I said, she is beginning to be used to that anointing. <laughs> Second Corinthians chapter 8. It's powerful. I said, it's powerful. How many want the anointing for wealth? To work through the grace of giving, Okay. Now, that's, that's, that, that's not easy. But look at it, verse 7. It says, Therefore, as you are bound in everything, in faith and utterance and knowledge, uh, and in all diligence, and in your love to us, see that you are bound, what? In this grace also. Amen. See that you are bound in what? This grace, the grace of giving. If you read the whole thing. The grace of giving. See, Doris, you may be, what? What are the things there? Uh, faith. You may have utterance, tongues, knowledge, Bible study, diligence, and in love. But make sure you add ability, giving. Giving. I said giving. Amen. Are you still in the church? All right. So, Christus, Give. How many of you in the choir have got cars? You got a car? Huh? 
Your husband has a car, so you have a car. Anybody else? How many of you want a car? Okay, you want the car? Tonight, bring a special offering in an envelope for car. Do you believe it? Say, Mom, believe it. I'm fine offering number Y. If you believe it, bring it. Choristers, God is lifting you from walking to driving. Do you believe it? This side, how many of you have got cars? One, or minus one. Believe it. And when God blesses you, they can and say, I can't come for Eza because I'm, I'm repairing my car, the fitter. When you had no car, that is why sometimes God has to take his time to bless. But when the blessing comes, fun that you put on in your room, now that you have, you sleep, you don't pray again. Fun. Fun. It has blown away the prayer. God should not have given you that fan. But he has given it to you and he wants you to remember. The second and the last point for today is the way the anointing for giving works is that it anoints through, it works through human talent and skill. Human talent and skill. Okay? Talent. Now, God will give you something that you know how to do. And through that thing you know how to do, you can be wealthy. Now, many people don't know that God's anointing works through what he has given you. Angie, turn to Exodus 31, everybody. Exodus chapter 31. 31, 31, 31. Now, notice, you will see the anointing there. Very powerful. Teku, are you with me? We got only five minutes to go, so stay, stay around. Verse 1. And the Lord spake unto Moses. Are you there? Exodus. Are you there? And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, See, I have called by name who? What is his name? Bezalil. Bezalil. The son of Uri. The son of Hur. Of the tribe of Judah. And I have filled him. With the spirit of God in wisdom and in understanding and in knowledge and in all manner of workmanship to devise cunning works, to work in gold and in silver and in brass and in cutting of stones to set them and in carving of timber to work in all manner of workmanship. Amen. Bezalel was anointed to do certain jobs. Maybe you would call this a jeweler or I don't know, an artisan. In the same thing is found in Exodus. If you turn to pages, Exodus chapter 35, you see the same thing there. Verse 30. Verse 30. What does it say? And Moses said unto the children of Israel, See, the Lord has called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur of the tribe of Judah, and he has filled him with the spirit of God in wisdom, in understanding, and in knowledge, 
and in all manner of workmanship. Amen. Look at me, everyone. Look at me, everyone. God works, anoints you. One of the ways the anointing of wealth works is that he anoints you with abilities. Abilities to do certain things. Maybe you ask to be an accountant. And through that gift that he has placed on you, he will make you wealthy and he will prosper you. And that is why sometimes when you are in church and the pastor is preaching, he's trying to get you to take your education seriously, to take your acquiring a skill seriously. Somebody who does not know how to do anything is not valuable. It's not valuable. If I take you to my office, you cannot open a computer. You cannot answer a telephone. You cannot, uh, 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 what? You don't understand English. You, there's nothing you can do. Your value is less. So when God gives you abilities, skills, qualifications, he is actually giving you wealth. And he expects you to use it. To increase and to do well. You see, it is in Ghana that you don't see a lot of variety. But there are a lot of things that God has given people abilities for. And if you use it and think about it and ask yourself, Lord, what is my ability? You can use your abilities and your gift to become very wealthy. And you see, sometimes people don't see that God has enabled you to do certain things. Start doing them and do them and walk in it. But sometimes people leave what God has, like Bezalel, was anointed with the spirit of wisdom and understanding in all workmanship to create, to carve, to make stones, to do. It was an anointing. It was not natural. It was an anointing. First Corinthians 4, 7 says, What hast thou that thou didst not receive? What have you that you did not receive? What gift ability? What education? What, what do you have that you did not receive? And if thou didst receive it, why dost thou glory as though thou didst not receive it? So, Dr. Joe, if you are a doctor, it's a skill. Man, God expects you to use it. Unless he tells you, okay, put your skill on the altar. I need you for something else. God expects you to use it. God may, God may give you skill in business. Not everybody can do business. Not everybody can do business. Even Ghana Airways cannot do business. It would be better for Ghana Airways to park their planes and collect airport tax at the airport. They will make more money than they are making now, in my estimation. It would have been better for them to sit in a kiosk and collect tolls from the cars, charge everybody at the car park properly. Because this year alone, they are owing how many million dollars? $180 million just for operating this year. So it would be better for them to park. Not everybody can do business. No. No, no. Not everybody can do fright or <laughs> women's digest. It's true. Not everybody can smile. Not everybody can talk. There are some people whose gifts are chatting, interpersonal relationships. My, my wife is good at that. My wife is good at talking with you. If you come to my house and I'm not there and you, you meet her, you'll be happy. And if you come to my house and, and she's not there and I'm there, you may not be so happy that, you know, you may say, oh, if only she was around, you know, we would have felt freer. 
Yeah. So I, I, I rely on my wife's abilities. Because my wife is good at that. She can chat with you for five hours and you'll be happy. When you go, you know that, yes, you came. <laughs> Everybody has his gift. I'm a more serious person. God has given me leadership abilities. There are things I can see far. It won't work. It will not work. I know it won't work. And I know I have to change course now. It's something that God has given me. God has given me abilities to, to lead, to build, to see, to channel. And I'm doing my very best in those abilities. Amen. I'm using what I have. What do you have? Some of you have got different abilities. And some of you have no skill. But I'm going to show you the next key. That is the third key, which we are not going to talk about today. Is needed in addition to this key. Because there are a whole lot of doctors who are very poor. Oh yeah. They have the skill of medicine, but they don't have another key which is needed in addition to the skill that makes a doctor a blessed and wealthy person. There are a whole lot of lawyers who are walking around asking for transport. A lawyer, after some years, you shouldn't be working. After going to law school for seven years, you shouldn't be working. No. No. You need the third key. The first key is the grace for giving. The second key is the anointing to, uh, to have abilities. Education, school. Then the third key is needed to augment and facilitate the second key. And next week, I'll give you the third key. Stand on your feet and let's close. <laughs> what? What are you talking about? Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word in the name of Jesus. Lift up your hand and ask God for that anointing, for wealth, for blessings. Ask the Lord for the grace of giving and the grace, the grace of giving, the grace of giving, the grace of giving. Anointing for skill in workmanship. Thank you, blessed Jesus. Father, we worship you and we receive it in Jesus' name. As every head is bowed and every eye closed. You want to give your life to Jesus this morning. Pastor, please pray with me. I want to be born again. Lift up your right hand and I'm going to pray with you right now. Lift up your right hand. God bless you. If you've lifted your hand, Pastor, I want to give my life to Jesus. If you've lifted your hand, come to the front. And I'm going to pray with you. Come, come right to where I'm standing. And I'm going to pray with you right here. Come to me. You've lifted up your hand. God bless you. God bless you. Come to Jesus. Come to the Lord. God bless you, my sister. God bless you, my sister. Over here, you lifted up your hand. Pastor, I want to give my life to Jesus. God bless you, sir. God bless you. Welcome to Jesus. Amen.
Come to the Lord. God bless you, my brother. God bless. Put your hands together for them as they come to the Lord. Today is your day of salvation. It's an opportunity. It's an opportunity to know Jesus, to be saved. Without Jesus, you cannot start your life. Let us pray. Say this prayer with me. Come. Put your hands together for her as she comes to the Lord. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Let us pray. Say, Lord Jesus, today is my day. I humble myself and I come to you just as I am. Please forgive me for all my sins. Right now, I realize that I am a sinner. I realize that I don't know you. Please wash me in the blood. Cleanse me, Lord, of all my mistakes. From today, I accept Christ as my Savior and my Master and my Lord. Jesus, please write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.